0: At any point, I could technically probably retire right now. Although I feel too young, I feel too ambitious, and I feel as though that there are um, great contributions that I can help and make to an organization, and I still want to.
1: Hi, this is Diana Brunello oleary and welcome to Job Talk Weekly, where we answer your career questions. Today, we talk with Todd Reese from Scottsdale about how using the consultants approach can help you in your job search. And we go back in time and use former Vice President Dick Cheney to illustrate a point. Trust me on this one. Let's jump in. We're talking with Todd Reese, recently a VP of Business Development and Brand Strategy. Hi, Todd. Welcome to Job Talk Weekly.
0: Hi, Diana. Thanks for having me.
1: When we think about the pandemic, I think the first thing that comes to mind when it comes to businesses that had to shut down are restaurants, hospitality, entertainment. But you're in a different field. Tell us about how the pandemic impacted your job and your company.
0: Yeah, so the company that I was working for was more in what you might consider to be durable goods within the construction industry, but it was... um, products being sold uh, via standard consumer channels like Ace Hardware, True Value, and those sorts of things. The company was a relatively small organization, although really well-known, and um, not a lot of emphasis had been placed prior to my involvement with the company on sales. It was more of a marketing company, technology-based company, and they brought me in really to develop sales. And when the COVID hit, then, um, you know, they really didn't understand the value and importance of the sales role to the overall um, goals of the company. And I think they were still kind of stuck in the mode of marketing and and uh, technology-based companies. So I got... I got downsized uh, because of it. and our sales our sales had taken a kind of an initial dip. and um, and I think it was a little bit of a maybe even a little bit of a panic move, but um, it uh, it had a direct impact then on on my position.
1: And you're in Scottsdale where you're also going to be able to connect with your alumni because I see that you went to Arizona State, which has a really terrific alumni base. Have you started doing that yet?
0: Not yet. I think that's a great idea. And that's something that I I definitely took away from some of the emails that you and I shared together. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because ASU is a place where they really have just a really tight alumni network and football is still happening, even though you can't go in person. But all universities are pivoting to online experiences and different ways to engage alums so definitely check that out and i'm pretty sure for the sun devils there's got to be a facebook page there's got to be some online football fans that you can connect with
0: for sure i i love that idea
1: so you do have the benefit of experience under your belt todd so you've had the chance to work at different companies large and small different environments where do you thrive what type of job would be ideal for you next
0: yeah, that's a great question. Um, I find that what fulfills me the most in terms of um, just kind of excitement, uh, my ability to maximize the contribution to the organization, is a company on the smaller side, mm-hmm. maybe in the, you know, it needs to be it needs to be maybe thirty or forty million at least in in revenue, but you know, maybe up to a uh, half a billion dollars, that size of organization, I find that I do really well. in. they're usually in the mode of needing to uh, have rapid growth. I'm have kind of built a reputation in being able to take something from nothing. I've, I've started and built a few of my own companies yeah. and, taken those from nothing and and been able to actually take them all the way to a successful exit and i've done that then with the the last employer that i worked for uh that unfortunately i was downsized from they really as i mentioned were a technology company they were more involved in licensing ip and they wanted Mm. to move into the physical goods space and i took them Uh, from concept all the way into uh, distribution. And so I I find that those types of opportunities are the best for me, generally speaking.
1: Well, and you have such a great track record in brand strategy, business development and sales. Have you thought about consulting?
0: I've done it a few times in the past as a stopgap between, you know, maybe after I sold a company and before you know, starting something else up or moving into working for an employer, uh, I I did some consulting, and I've had some really interesting experiences and uh, companies that I've worked for. And yeah, that would that was definitely uh, something that's still on my radar.
1: Because one of the things I want to talk to you about is what I call the consultant's approach to finding a full-time job. So think about any time that you've worked at a company where they brought in outside consultants or contract work of any sort, and then those people ended up being, at least one of them, one of those people ended up being hired full-time. You've seen that happen, right?
0: Yes, I have. it
1: It definitely happens. So... Think about being intentional about making that happen, because there's a couple of benefits to doing this. One, you're presenting yourself in a whole different way. You're not networking with people saying, I'm looking for a job. You're networking with people now saying, hey, I'm doing some consulting work. You know, I moved back home to be closer to family, which is all very true. So that takes also the edge off of the fact that you were laid off. You know, you're focused on the family move and that you're doing some consulting, And you position yourself in a different way. So here are some of the keys that that I like to think about when doing this, because you want to focus on the top two or three skills that you do really well. Think of the things that you can talk about real easily. You could do it with your eyes closed and focus in on those skills. Okay. And then what you do is you write up a one page bio, not a resume. Think of a bio that you see on a website. Any type of um, consultant would have a bio like that. And you really craft your narrative. It's written in third person. You know, you talk about some of the, dem- you demonstrate the accomplishments that you have made in reference to those top two or three skills. And then you just start positioning yourself that way, which gives you a little bit more strength. And it also is a way to talk to people that you haven't talked to in a while. You're not saying, hey, I'm looking for a job. You know, I'm doing some consulting. So you just come from a really different place. It's more positive. You know, you're offering a service and in sales, mm-hmm. you are solving a problem, right? You are helping them increase revenue and every company wants to do that. So you've got to present yourself in that way. And then maybe you can even, you know, make some money while you're doing this. And then you are an insider all of a sudden, you know, it's a different, it's a different approach and it's a different perspective.
0: Yeah, I think that's great. That's a, that's a wonderful idea.
1: Well, it's a strong way to connect with people. You know, you make some money in the interim. And for other people listening, too, use whatever terminology works for you. You, you know, you were a vice president, Todd. I'd like to think that you could easily call yourself a consultant. Other people out there like the word freelancers. Some people are just talking about gigs or contract work. Whatever works for you, put it in your own language. But that way you are in front of these companies when they do hire Okay, because the companies will start to bounce back, but they will add back incrementally. And that's why they're going to hire a lot of consultants and contract work until they decide what they want to do. And then you will be part of that conversation because you're already in there.
0: Yeah, that's great. That's great advice. I appreciate that.
1: Well, and if you're really lucky, you could also pull a Dick Cheney. Do you remember what happened in 2000?
0: When he shot the other guy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
1: before he shot his friend in the face, I think this was before (laughs) he shot his friend in the face. But in the year 2000, before the election, George W. was nominated as president for the Republican Party, and he needed to find his VP. So Dick Cheney was actually the head of the committee to find the VP for George W. George W. ended picking up Dick Cheney as his VP.
0: Oh, that's great. So in
1: corporate America, we that's talk about great. when someone is part of a search and they end up being the candidate. We call pulling a pulling a Dick Cheney. <laughs> that's funny.
0: I'm writing that down. But don't
1: but don't shoot your friend in the face.
0: Without... <laughs> <laughs> that I won't do.
1: No, you know, and and that's the thing. You know, Todd. You, but seriously, going back to the consultant's approach, you know, you do have a lot of strengths, and when it comes to sales. I know it's uh, a tough thing to try and pivot industries, but you've just got to promote yourself then as a person who can provide the solutions, where are we breaking down in the sales chain, right? Um, do you not have enough leads? Are you not converting those leads into sales? Or are returning customers not coming back? So you've got those strengths and you want to put those forward. But any company, whether they're consumer goods or a different industry, they're going to pick up on that sales um, savvy that you have and, and they're going to want to put that to work.
0: Yeah. No, that's awesome. I appreciate that. And I think that um, the more I think about it, the more, you know, time has kind of gone by since I've, uh, you know, been out of a, out of work here, the more I've really tried to think through, like, what do I want my next step? I, I look at my next step as being the the next employer as being the last employer. Yeah. So the next step might be the consulting or, or something interim like that, but the next employer Employer is really the, the, the last jump, you know, last move that I want to make. And I have thought a lot about that. Does, you know, what makes sense? And um, I definitely think that a change of you know, bringing my skill set to a new channel and hopefully bringing an outsider's perspective could be of an advantage to a lot of different industries. So it's nice to hear somebody reinforce that. Oh, yeah. I appreciate that. You
1: have strong skills that you want to present in a really positive way. And I think it's really smart, Todd, that you are aware that this is your last job. Let's face it. This is your last yeah. permanent job before you retire. And you're already in the land of Scottsdale, where it's pretty easy to retire because <laughs> it's so gorgeous. <laughs> That's right. and, and Right? <laughs> but really, seriously, what you want to do then is really take your time be picky. You know, you've lived in different areas. You've lived um, in, in cities large and small. You've worked for different size companies. Be picky and really try and find the environment that's right for you, where your expertise will feel valuable. Because if you're going to be at this next place for five to 10 years, you want to feel really good about it. You really want it to be a good match because you don't want to be on the phone with Diana again in two years saying that this wasn't a good fit. So take the time to think through. And that's why the bonus of consulting is that if you do get a couple of consulting gigs, it keeps the revenue flowing while you can take the time to look for the right
0: job. Yeah, and I, you know, to, to that point, that brought up another thought in my mind, which is if I approach a company and am able to get in there on a consulting basis, I could have a very good insider's look to even see if it's a place that I would feel comfortable or see myself as a match for. So I really like that a lot.
1: Do you have a little bit of a financial cushion? You know, you've got some savings.
0: Yeah, we're um, we're fine. We're it, it's not a situation in which a uh, you know a job is is necessary um, now or necessarily even at any point. I could technically um, probably retire right now, although I feel too young. I feel too ambitious, and I feel as though that there are. Um, great contributions that I can help and make to an organization. And I still want to. I'm I'm by no means um, ready to sit on a porch and, um, you know, relax. I want to keep going and doing things.
1: And I can hear that in your voice, and you definitely should. But I want to use you as a great example. We're going to do a little public service announcement to all our millennials and our Gen Z kids listening right now, the importance of building up a financial cushion of at least three to six months savings. So that way, when something does happen unexpectedly, you can take your time to find the right job, find the right job for you. And then you're in a much stronger negotiating position when you're talking about that offer.
0: Yep, agreed. Way to
1: go, Todd. I hope the kids listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Anything else that's
0: getting you stuck? You know, I, I've i had, uh, particularly immediately right after, um, I was, uh, you know, at first I wasn't let go at first I was put on furlough. And right after, right after I was first furloughed, um, I had several companies that, uh, were clients that I spoke with and let them know. And I got several, uh, positions pushed my way, which was nice. Mm -hmm. Um, some of it was exactly what you're talking about. Some of them were kind of um, lower level, uh, not that they were bad jobs. It just wasn't work that was exciting me and I was being picky about it. Um, I think that the, probably the biggest struggle that I faced is that, you know, living in Scottsdale in Arizona, uh, is not a hotbed necessarily for consumer products or durable products, Um, some of that's changing with companies not caring as much anymore and, you know, willing for people to to live remote, but it's not like it is in LA or New York or, or Boston or, you know, some of these other cities that are kind of more of hotbeds for consumer goods. So I think, you know, just really changing my mindset to think about, um, other industries and seeing where my skill sets could be parallel and uh, fit um, is really good and I think that's you know something as I said I' was already have already been thinking about that but it's it's really nice to have that reinforced and so you know any any other advice along that lines I would appreciate yeah
1: I think sales is just one of the most transferable skills for sure and the other thing that you're going to think about, is you're gonna probably have two resumes, maybe even a third. You know, there still could be some business to business opportunities that really line up with your experience, and you can use all the jargon that we love to use, and B2B, and all these other acronyms. And then you're going to have to have another resume that really focuses on your sales, but knowing that you're going to pivot that to other industries, other companies that are hiring. So I think that's going to be important, is for you to try and be flexible. I know it sounds like you are flexible, but make sure you present yourself a little bit differently. So not only your resume, but the pitch you make when you're contacting a friend or neighbor or someone on your network list saying, hey, I'm doing some consulting work in X, you know, you've got to really know your audience. Even if that person is one or two steps away from your destination, you've got to know what you want them to do. Like I'm doing some consulting in sales. I'm doing some consulting in brand strategy. You know, Make it easy for them to figure out how to help you.
0: Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Are you finding that? Are you finding that um, uh, the second resume would um, kind of de-emphasize uh, consumer goods and just would be? I think, if I understand what you're saying, would be more generic towards. Here's my greatest skills and assets, and and trying to make it uh, appeal in a more widespread type of thing or or is it better to like focus on a new industry and make the resume try and fit towards that industry?
1: Well, here's a way of looking at it. Let me see if this answers your question. So you're going to have the first resume, which is very specific around consumer goods, you know, your people that you've been working with for the last 20 or 30 years. Then you're going to do one that's more broad. That could be a sales position for any type of company. So draft it and show your accomplishments. And in sales, we love the numbers. You know, keep saying that you increased revenue by 500% or whatever the, the data is to support your sales accomplishments right then take that resume and give it to someone who doesn't know your background and see if they understand it see if they know what you did see if through that second resume they have a handle on oh i get todd reese this is what he does if they don't understand it then you got to keep working on it
0: gotcha yeah great yeah
1: because what's going to happen is recruiters they could get intimidated by the way because you're, you have so much experience and it's very specific. It could be intimidating to someone who isn't familiar with your level of sales, with your type of sales. So I'm not saying dumb it down. I'm not saying make it more simple. Just make it easier to understand and easy to read.
0: Gotcha. To transfer okay, to whatever
1: great. that industry is. Yep. And I think right. you also right. mentioned on um, – uh, you mentioned something about the Zoom calls and being remote. You know, it's going to take us a long time to go back to the way things used to be. And I think the, mm-hmm. the upside for you is that you can do a lot of consulting remotely. Maybe you do hop on a plane three or four times a year, but they'll be happy to have someone, even if you are in Arizona, as long as you're available at their time zone, um, you might still be contracting and consulting with companies in Massachusetts or Iowa or wherever it is that you've been before.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's
1: great. Yeah. I mean, I was talking with a writer the other day and she's in Virginia. You know, sure enough, she can do that. She can do writing work remotely from anywhere. Mm -hmm. And it's all about the connections. I mean, that's the beauty, too, of what we're talking about. That's why you've got to go back and use your network places that you used to work two or three jobs ago and tell them that you're doing some consulting work. And look, everyone is very supportive right now. Everyone that I've talked to, you know, friends and friends are all contacting each other and they're spreading the word about who needs some assistance or who needs a job lead. So um, there's nothing wrong with going back two or three jobs ago and saying, hey, you know, reaching out to those people and connecting. Okay, wonderful. Okay, I love that. All right. Well, it's been such a pleasure Mm -hmm. talking to you, Todd.
0: Well, thanks for all the great advice. I really appreciate it. Okay,
1: go Sun Devils. (laughs)
0: Go
1: double. All right. Take care. Take care. Thank you for listening to Job Talk Weekly. If you like the podcast, and we hope you do, the best thing you can do is to subscribe and forward it to your friends. We'd love to hear what you think. So please rate and review us or send us a quick email to info at jobtalkweekly.com. See you next time.